Okay, I am number six, and this is TNP Live, and I am here with TNP contributor Lisa Belanger. And here's this week's monologue. There's a long black curtain wrapped around our nation, one that stretches from the coast of Maine to Hawaii. The curtain blocks our vision of our so-called representative government's actions. And maybe, for most people, it's better that way. Because it makes the terrible things our government does easier to ignore. Human beings naturally slow down to view car crashes on the highway. I don't know how many times I've sat in bumper-to-bumper traffic for miles, inching just a little bit more forward, minute by minute just to get to where the accident scene was, where everyone stopped to gawk at the carnage. In today's day and age, maybe take a few photos or do a whole-ass TikTok dance in front of the burning wreckage. I'm not always proud of the way my fellow Americans react to information. In fact, for the past several years, including close to two now doing this show, I've been let down by people's reactions to the news that we talk about here could bring out some of the most simple and heinous instincts in a lot of us, if not all of us. Something that we have somewhere deep down inside. People make uncharitable assumptions about people based on political leanings. I watch folks express no empathy for victims of certain crimes perpetrated and perpetuated by the government because those actions benefit that person's quote-unquote side. Well, let me tell you, for someone that started this in a completely different mindset, and granted, I'm still a novice compared to some of our friends here at TMP, but the concept of a side is worth less than a side from the value menu at a fast food joint. And keep in mind, Just like the fast food joint, the cost keeps rising, and the service ain't getting any better. There is a multitude of differences in thought between us here and most of the people we gladly have on this show. In fact, we at TNP are delighted to have those perspectives available to us because our ultimate pursuit is towards objective truth. We are well aware that there are many methods some may be outside of our grasp, to get to those logical and moral conclusions that we seek. So how does this relate to the black curtain? Well, here at TNP, we do what we can to poke holes in the black curtain, to bring the light of truth through it. However, people's eyes react to that light. And even if they run from its luminescence in fear, our job was to make sure that that light came through. Now, I will always do my best here as producer of this show to add as much context from my understanding as possible. But I'm just as flawed, if not more so, than any other man engaging in these topics. So to achieve a better and more accurate understanding or grasp I seek the opinion of others. Let me tell you, the reward of finding 
great contributors for this show has been immense. Not just in finding out the truth, but also in friendship. And on that note, our audience engages with us. People send me information and opinions on things all the time now. I have one of the best resources in you listening right now and in those in the chat because of your comments. The DMs and things I get tagged in, and they can be mind-blowing stories and conclusions. And I try to get every bit of that into the show somehow each week, if not as part of our big four featured stories, but at least in my mindset going into these discussions. And those discussions here, frankly, can lead anywhere. And, and I'm proud of that, too. However, even with all of this knowledge and varied opinions available to me, I still have no explanations for a lot of key questions about my government. And it's because of the government's willful and forceful lack of transparency and its manipulation of the information it allows me to see. We have been living inside of the Black Curtain. The horrible events on the other side that we may slow down on shows like this to gawk at and describe the scene and look through the little pinholes that what we in the alternative media can create. Reality is the curtain surrounds us. And the more light we let in, the more apparent the horrors are that have occurred in the darkness our government created. And we'll keep exposing that together. Like John Fogarty said, long as I can see the light. And that's this week's monologue. Drop a six in the chat if you feel me. Lisa, how are you feeling this week? Well, good morning. <clears throat> yeah, a little bit fiery, fiery this morning. Got a fire in the belly. So, but uh, very, uh, feeling very grateful to uh, be able to spend another Friday morning with you six. Absolutely, Lisa. Yes, and um, of course, today we experienced another form of technical gremlins and an internet outage in my area. So uh, we are flying by the seat of our pants on this setup, but uh, I think it's going to work. I think we can pull this off, Lisa. Um, what I'm going to do is that I'm going to bring up the first of this week's big four, and we're just going to jump into it because uh, our buddy Tiger has a pretty awesome interview coming up at noon that I wanted to uh, simulcast for everyone on TNP. So folks as part of, uh, Today's regularly scheduled three-hour broadcast. Uh, hours number one and two are going to be fulfilled by Lisa and I. And then I'm going to turn the keys over to uh, Tiger for our usual third hour for an interview with uh, Greg Manorino, uh, which I'm looking forward to hear uh, to hearing. Jeez. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that um, one of the things I wanted to bring up about this Maui situation, though, as I – bring up this uh, screen share for us to look at is um, folks. I, I understand like people's attachment still to the idea 
that there is some sort of like political or um, sort of ideological ownership of a particular method or idea. Like when you want to pin something on an organization or an entity anymore, it's hard to find where that thing that you're trying to describe when it comes to just fuckery or terrible actions, it's, it's hard to pin that on just any one thing. Calling this uh, the Biden curtain, for instance, uh, going up to block the view of the Hawaii Ground Zero, um, I understand why people want to do that. I understand that you know the, the people that are believed to be in the immediate function or action of this or taking action, uh, if you will, in, in this situation, that if you think that Joe Biden is, is at least acting in the capacity of somewhat of a human being, and not some sort of like, like mutated Brussels sprout clone <laughs> that's dead right. and then that's reanimated. Don't, don't, <laughs> okay. Don't insult Brussels sprouts. Okay. <laughs> that is one of my favorite veggies. And you oh know, yeah, you're just you're really putting a kink into that for me. So don't. <laughs> so talk about the guilt by association, right? That just like somehow, uh, that's a perfect point, Lisa, because the guilt by association fallacy, it's used in politics all the time here. Like in this two-sided debate that we're constantly presented in news and, and, in, and in just in most of media. And when I say most, and that, that includes a lot of alternative media too, right? Like if you think that you're getting an alternative viewpoint by switching into whatever fucker's channel on Rumble, even here, or you know, on Odyssey, uh, those types of places, like if you think that you're getting an alternative just because it's there, uh, don't don't rely on that too heavy, okay? Um, now, Lisa, if you could do me a favor, um, use your mouse and click the X in the lower bottom right there, lower bottom right on the screen. There's like a little pop-up there that'll get uh, rid of the the little pop-up. You see right where the the picture is? See where the picture is in the article? Uh, right below the picture in the article, there, there should be like a little pop-up that's on the share screen. Yeah, there we go. I hate those pop-ups. <laughs> have time it happens. Don't rely oh. on me for this technical stuff. It's okay. <laughs> no, it, it's it's news uh, at like news sites because of the way that news makes money. I mean, that's, I mean, we could talk about that a little bit being sort of part of this too, right? That, you know, we have, we have a government that can surround a, a disaster like this. And if it wants to, it can decide to bring in the type of media that it wants to allow to express information about what's going inside, on inside of there, Right. Like if it wants to let like CBS, ABC, if they want to let somebody dress up as fucking Mickey Mouse, right? And walk around the carnage site on, on the inside of the curtain and take photos and talk about how terrible it is and express all sorts of different viewpoints. And then maybe even talk about how good the government is for it, the, the awesome job that it did and continues to do there. That'll be the kind of news coverage that it'll allow. 
it's not allowing any independent viewpoints over there right now from what I can see. According to this article here on, uh, what is this, World News Daily, WND, um, that they're already chasing people off. Uh, like there's National Guardsmen chasing people off. Is this, I mean, I guess when you declare a disaster or some sort of emergency that I guess it becomes a military thing, right? Is that is that an automatic? Is that something that's written down? I don't. I'm not really familiar. It's, but, it's, in, the, it's in the playbook. Well, that's what's kind of scary, right? Is because I mean, there are some folks that are out there describing that this disaster could have been started by some sort of military technology. That we at the New Prisoners will keep an open mind to all of those discussions, but we are very, very heavy on providing any sort of direct evidence. And I'm not talking about, oh, there was a lab there, or oh, there was a this there, or this is where the funding came from. Okay, that's great. It, you can make it as plausible as possible by, by cementing that, right? By having documentation of, of some sort of uh, weapon being uh, stored there or worked on there, or different companies, different people that live there. I've, I've seen all that stuff. That's that that makes it more convincing when you show to me that that was the cause. Like I I don't want to take a position, and I never want to see any of my friends or anyone related to this show have to take a position because of the way that this sort of scene is set up to make something the most plausible explanation. You don't know that that's the cause unless you have forensics, unless you have some on the ground evidence and look at what they're doing now. They've surrounded this with a black curtain and put up military as a guard to make sure that we don't get the information on the inside. This should be like really scary though, because I mean, you see how things never change though. I mean, this, this goes on constantly i mean go back go back to history i mean i mean it might as well be the red curtain for fuck's sake well it is a callback sort of for biden because remember what he did to dc after january 6 i mean didn't he turn it into like a, a, a walled off you know sort of military base i mean that's that's right. the reaction that you're going to get and like the people that are on the ground there that if they were calling for sort of if they wanted federal action this is what you get. Like you said, this is this is part of the fruit basket. Yeah, what you wish for, but absolutely, yeah. It doesn't say you didn't read the fine print when you ordered the fruit basket that it comes with a kick in the dick, right? You didn't know that that was part of the contractual agreement that you just signed up for, but lo and behold, it is. Um, when when you ask the government to take action here, like, it, are, are we seeing? Also, and this works a lot in your uh, field, Lisa, right? Precedent. Whenever some sort of disaster happens and the local government, which is tied in by the same parties to the federal government, right? They're all, they're all in the same stratosphere, just like in the legal profession that you've talked about, Lisa, right? They, they all want to sort of, just like turds, they want to flow in a certain direction in the punch bowl with all the other turds. And uh, yeah, 
Absolutely. So, I mean, do you think that somebody that's a Democrat like Josh Green isn't likely to you know, be on the same side as a Joe Biden? Oh, like, okay, I, I get that. But also, I mean, this could easily happen in any Republican state. I mean, I, I don't see like the... Really? Is there such thing really as a Republican state? I mean, that, well, that's always been like a farce. Uh, well, what happened? good is it? What good is it ultimately? Like if you give control over, you know, the Congress and you give control over to uh, the presidency and you allow the president to put in as many uh, people on his side you know, so you get those lovely uh, five, four decisions that, that can decide your fate in life. Uh, you know, they could they can change fortunes overnight uh, magically, you know, like they did with uh, affirmative action <laughs> and other things like just. But it's all the same thing. It's really it, it's one party. I mean, having been born and raised in Massachusetts. I mean, it's farcical when uh, supposedly, oh, a Republican governor. I mean, really? <laughs> I Absolutely. Mean, because when they call on the government to act, it's not the party that's acting here. Like, that's, that's the thing. There is a government. There is a government, and then there's, like, the different little politicians and parties, right? Like when people talk about a deep state and when people want to talk about like a shadow government or something, no, it's just the government infrastructure itself that's there, that's already there, right? The, the people that work in careers in, in this sort of industry of manipulating people and things and, and markets <laughs> and tragedies of this nature. I mean, that's what uh, it's all about really, right? The manipulation, but whenever, whenever you're, whenever you're electing though, whenever you're saying to a representative to go to that government for you, that representative probably doesn't even fucking know how anything works. Like that representative doesn't re doesn't engage in the actual mechanisms that cause the government to do its job. Wait, wait, you the, know that that's a whole misnomer in of itself. Representative. They, oh, well, the only person yeah. they represent is themselves, for crying out loud. Yeah, we, we put a, a magical little badge on them, you know, like one of those little sticker badges that you get at the dollar store. We just put a little badge on them. All of a sudden, they're endowed with all of, all of my human rights now are in your hands to decide how you're going to engage with them and respect them. And that, that's going to go forward and, and be placed into an ent I'm going to place you in an entity of which you have no real power over the mechanisms of. So then when you send somebody in to say, solve a problem like immigration, you know, this, this black curtain here could easily be a wall, right? Um, you look at that wall and you ask why uh, you can send a representative into government claiming that uh, he or she these days, who knows uh, how he tucks it. But, you know, if you send orange cheetah penis in there and, you expect him to build one of these things. Well, then he turns around and goes, well, it looks like I looked at this thing and that's not how it actually works. I actually need this much of Congress to approve it. I need to get this money from this agency to this agency. I need to look at this budget and take money from this thing. But there's a bill on that that says that I have to do this. 
they don't explain any of that to you on the campaign trail. They just want you fucking pumping your fist in the air and screaming and waving flags, getting your face on TV, getting a nice picture or two, you know? I I heard 500 miles a wall was put up, but uh, yeah. How did that go? Well, and the problem is, right, is that we're asking, and this is something to his credit that Guard Goldsmith brings up all the time. We're asking you to do the federal government to do something that it shouldn't be fucking doing in the first place. So if you if you want a solution for a problem, you don't bring in a problem to solve a problem. <laughs> okay, name one thing. Okay. Tell me one thing the government has done right. Well, and, and let's and, and let's be a little bit more specific in it and just say at least the federal government to try and rein it in a little bit. Because okay, like, right. if, yes, fair yeah. enough. Because I, I believe in local, local, local. So uh, that, that that definitely, I, I totally agree. It needs to be, you know, parsed out in that manner. Well, and logically, here's the reason why, folks. Because locally, you can present yourself at like a town hall and say, no, we're not doing this shit. <laughs> you know, you can do... You can do that. They're gonna be like, "Listen, we're gonna build a we're gonna build a bridge to the sky, because we found that that creates jobs." Okay, <laughs> like the federal government has done sh- shit of similar nature. Okay, not just maybe we're not even gonna, maybe space program qualifies for that. You know, <laughs> that's that's a whole other that's a whole other episode. <laughs> it's a whole different field of research. I'll have to get some experts in on that one. That'll be fun. But no, I mean, if the federal government wants to build a bridge to the sky, you can't say boo about it. You can vote on it every two to four years. But if you live in a state that's overwhelmed by fucking idiots that think that the bridge to the sky idea is perfect, then, bitch, you're getting a bridge to the sky. (laughs) Like, it's just it's happening. You know, it's just like with these stupid fucking wars and everything, all the claims that we're going to settle certain disputes that are ancient in the Middle East. Um, if we're going to you know, help energy production, hurt energy, but whatever the fucking aim is uh, for this engagement with Russia, um, we're, we're, yeah, we're also going to solve the climate. <laughs> you know, those types of things. Like if, if they believe in those, tr- in those tropes that, that, that just get people, that work people, that, that if those marks <laughs> are, are overwhelming you in your area, that's what you're getting. Like, you could be the most schooled person on any one of these topics. Like, you could understand, like, the, the flow of immigration to a T, understand that it, it, it's, you know, deteriorous effects on culture, uh, on infrastructure, uh, on the nations in which these people are coming from, um, their dependency on the money from that black market in those nations, too. Like, we, you can understand that as deeply as you want to. But if there's a hundred more other people that don't versus one of you, you're not winning that argument anymore. That's what I can't stand about the federal government or the idea of it. It's because I can live in a state all my life that I contribute to with my hard work sometimes. Um, eh, a little bit at a time, let's be honest. But uh, I mean, I, I can contribute I can be a part of my community. I can give back as much as I want to. I could be the most schooled person in my entire neighborhood on a particular topic. 
But if everyone else is a fucking idiot and vote against me, I'm still screwed. But, but at least there I have a voice. At least but, then, like, if it's local, I can move somewhere. But the federal government stretches, like I said, in the monologue from, but, from Maine to Hawaii. It's everywhere. And even more so because what the federal government does is, I mean, it totally expands outside the realm of representation. I mean, what has happened is that it's a swell of, of uh, unelected bureau, bureaucrats. Yes. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Like, it's not, it's not Joe Biden coming up with this idea. Can Joe Biden even come up with a fucking idea other than, hey, I'm going to go sniff that girl. Like, other than acting on lizard impulses, right? I was going to say that. Like, just pure reptile brain. Yeah, like lizard sees egg, lizard eats egg impulses. Like, other than operating on that fucking basis of, of, of electricity and going into his, his brainstem, um, this idea... This idea could have been cooked up as easily by a Republican. Um, this the, the person that got into the position that enacted this could have easily been a Republican uh, because they're not any more transparent. <laughs> they're not any better at exposing the government's actual wrongdoings. And this has become so apparent since it's gained power once again, because, yeah, you, every time that you hand somebody the fucking keys to the car, and they just take your car, and instead of wrecking it into a brick wall like the other side normally does, they just they just scrape the shit out of it. You know, they just drive it into the bushes and fucking wreck the paint and everything else, and then turn it back into you all covered in mud and shit, and you know the dead animals that they ran over and everything. You and know, then you, but you, and then and then your insurance goes up. <laughs> yeah, your insurance goes up. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, but you still get the people out there. It's oh, it's better than wrecking into the brick wall. Well, yeah, I hear you. But they, you hand them the keys again, and then they still do the same shit. Like, they do the same shit as the other side. They just don't do it as hard or into the brick wall as much. I mean, they just, you know, for, for me, like, seeing Republicans do these little hearings about Hunter Biden, seeing how they're reacting to the, uh, the Trump uh, indictments and everything, they never disclose. And I'll go back to the panel uh, for this, but they, they never disclose what the government's real actions are and, and to think that they'll ever do that for COVID too. Oh my, you're, you're asking for a hell of a lot there. Like they, we, we don't even admit to war crimes that are like apparent that are like captured on camera. We don't, we can't even admit to war crimes that happen that way. And even if we did, there's nobody out there in the international community that really has any say so that'll come in to, to punish us. There's, there's no bigger daddy out in the yard to, to bend us over and spank us here. Okay. Like if, if they want to, if they want to, they can try and, and shit. I think our government may even want that to happen because that's provocation to earn more money <laughs> by going to war. So I don't, I don't see that uh, any other nation stepping up be like looking at the great human rights abuse, abuses going on in the United States. Who's going to step in to, to take care of the government that, wants to take care of us, Lisa. I mean, if if our police in areas like Lahaina can block off roads uh, along with a power company, this is what I'm seeing apparently, right? And um, the only people that escape are the ones that disobey. Like, 
I mean, that's the scariest part. Can you? I mean, you know, when we had um, that uh, interview that we did with um, with Jessica, with Jessica. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the thing that 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 floored me right off the bat was the uh, direction by the the officials to stop people from from getting away from the. Um, you know, from, from the fire that, that, that just, uh, I mean, uh, when people, when people have to disobey and escape their own, they have to disobey the authorities that they're supposedly, you know, uh, uh, elected and uh, sort of anointed that power, you know, like when you, when you have a local police force or anything like that, like it's supposed to work that they work for you, that they are public servants. Um, standing in your way while you're trying to get get away from a fire, uh, the, the, the smoke you know, coming in the, the vents of your car, you, you're seeing, like, I watched videos, Lisa, of people driving past uh, dead bodies the other night on Liberty Conspiracy. Guard was covering this. And, you know, this is, they go by, they go past a woman and the person in the car says, there's nothing that we can do for her. There's nothing that we can do for her. Letting everyone else in the car know, do not breach uh, what we have going on here as far as air inside of the vehicle. Don't try and go out into the smoke to rescue somebody. You probably will fail. Um, and the way it's been described to me, that type of smoke too, with just the, you can imagine all the different types of material that's being burned there at once. Probably not very pleasant uh, to breathe in at all. Might drop you, you know, directly down to your knees and, and just, you're, you're not recovering. Like you're not catching your breath once that, once you gulp a big uh, mouthful of that in. I mean, <sighs> But, you know, it, it gets even worse, though, with this cover-up, okay? That's what puts the salt in the wound even more so, all right? Um, trying well, to... and well, we had people, we had people, you know, in the days after this, folks. If you haven't watched the interview, please go back and, and watch it. But we had people uh, brought on, like, Peanut Butter Paul that were part of the rescue efforts, and yes, his name, his nickname is Peanut Butter Paul, which is awesome. But um, he was out there with people right on the front lines. And the one comment that he could make as he was busy man that evening, he had to get to the airport to help more people. What a fucking hero. But he had to go and help more people. But he said outright, this was negligence. Like when you're hearing that right up front, like when you're hearing it from the people that you pulled out of the, the water, you know, that you're, you're, you're saving people from, you know, these, uh, these fires. At best, and, negligence, by the way, at best negligence. Yeah. Which and I, and I had to. Negligence means something that was unintentional. Okay? Well, yes. Uh, and I, and I'm, I, not, I'm not sure that, that uh, this was, uh, can be classified in that regard. Well, that's why I brought it up. Uh, right then and there too, because it just it, it immediately popped into my mind because I've been reading so much about um, the government's sort of responsibility for for everything during COVID and how 
they sort of have an immunity. Like we, we talked about this um, in other episodes and we talked about it last episode too. But, you know, uh, the reason why I brought it up is, is that, you know, that, that local government that's been in place there, the, the party that's been in power there, um, all of the elected officials and their asso- known associates, right? I, I don't expect them to be held accountable. And that's terrible. But, but that's that terrible to think. That's exactly why we are where we are. I mean, in history, when, when have officials been really held accountable? I mean, well, I mean, I, I watched our friend Jessica. Uh, she and others, uh, like UFC legend BJ Penn, even, uh, who ran for governor uh, last year, um, they all turned up to talk to local government officials about what was going on um, and, and having a meeting and, and having people like Josh Green there. And, um, you know, I, I, I commend them for, for being involved and for speaking. You know, it's a, it's a tremendous thing. Like, I mean, we, we come on and we speak to many, many people here at TMP and we're, we're, we're thankful for our audience and the amount of people we get to speak to every week. But average folks don't get to speak to a group of people like that often. And also in person, live, standing at a podium. And Lisa, you've spoken in courtrooms. You know what that, those kind of nerves can be like. Like watching people that just lost people close to them horrifically. Um, seeing government, like rather inaction or um, negligence or even malfeasance, right? Like, oh, we, we can't go there yet. But I will go there if it's necessary, right? But when it, when it comes to like these people and what they're saying and how they're engaging, like the people that they're talking to are turning their backs on them. It's like watching these, you know, we, I've watched a lot because of, you know, people's actions now getting involved, getting involved in their school boards, getting involved in their local government more um, during the different uh, school board meetings about masks. That's where I, I ran into Jessica because she was organizing in Hawaii to get the masks off the kids in the schools because of all the terrible repercussions for it. Uh, you know, not just for their health, but also their mental health and their, their ability to see people smile and to engage with people in a social way uh, that you're limiting that ability. Uh, reminds me so much of the, 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 the tale Harrison Bergeron, where, you know, you have a strong man and to make him equal, you, you start to weigh him down. You, you put weights and shackles on him, but it just makes him stronger in the, in the tale, but I mean, watching the cognitive and social development of children being weighed down over and over again by these masks, watch them struggle and to get in gasps for air and, and become lightheaded and pass out while running with them on their face. Even, I mean, you had people going to school board meetings to argue against that what were the reactions of the people in power that knew that their seats were secured by our so-called democracy? They just sat there and picked their fucking nose. But they could have gave a shit what people were talking about. When but they were here's talking the thing. Uh, if, if, if you go back, it, it seems to be that the, the school system by design 
was created to keep we the people down, right? Well, and to separate, yeah, by number one, separating you from your kids and their education. Guess what, folks? You have a right to an education. Oh, that's beautiful. What does that right include? Oh, the government's going to steal your money and your child. Put them in an institution for eight hours a day or more. Teach them that they can cut their dick off at the age of five. And if you say anything about it, your kid then goes into CPS now. And then God knows what happens to them because they're not yours the, anymore. I forget the court decision. I, I, I'll have to go back and research it and uh, put it up in our source list. But uh, I seem to remember there, there was a court decision where the judge actually uh, stated that as parents, you abdicate your rights by having your children go to school, right? You're, I mean, there's, some, there's something wrong with that, ain't it? Well, of course, because, I mean, look who else is all part of that, too. I mean, do you think that there is certain insurance liabilities with you know keeping a bunch of children in an institution? You think that there's a certain amount of financial or legal liability involving taking people's children out of their out of their homes, busing them or shipping them, however, by whatever means, or uh, making them walk to school, just to get that type of institutionalized uh, education, and um, you know whatever happens to them there, like are we are we holding these schools responsible for what happens with these school shooters? Are we holding uh, the, them responsible for the future domestic terrorists that may may result in some of these schools, right? Uh, are we holding them responsible for the, the criminals that they create? Um, and, and, and think about it. Um, I, I'm thinking about uh, how much schools are into play for pharmacia. I mean... Oh, yeah, that too. I mean, the Ritalin right? kids, I mean, we talked about that in past episodes and, and just like how I, I had friends that were put on that shit um, early on in their lives who ended up being drug addicts. Go figure. Um, and then also, I mean, thankfully, uh, you know, my one friend turned his life around. I was able to catch up with him a few years ago. But, you know, just uh, there's people that I grew up with that are no longer alive and I think that one of the things that easily could lead you into a life of drug abuse is, is having that type of not only institutionalized learning and thinking pressed upon you, but then also being pharmaceuticalized I mean, uh, to be part much, of it too. I mean, I haven't done the research, but I, but I'm just thinking, uh, just common sense wise, how much the schools are responsible for for uh, instituting kids getting onto Ritalin. I mean, it seems to me that that was the biggest impetus with were the schools. Saying, well, and the reason you know, why the reason why I wanted to bring that up though is that so look at it this way, Lisa. A parent has no right to their kid once that kid crosses the threshold of the school or the school barrier, pretty much. Okay, that's that's what that's what we've all accepted now. Sort of is that you know when you give your kid to this institution, that's not your kid anymore. You don't have rights to certain things that they can press upon your kid any type of ideology that they want. Uh, they can tell your kid that instead of being a boy today, he's now a girl. Um, you can change his name in class. Uh, you can have all that occur. Um, and if you say boo about it, again, you're expected some sort of repercussion. You're expecting hate. You're expecting death threats. You're expecting, you know, maybe your kid gets beat up at school. Maybe you get beat up. 
maybe maybe even worse, right? Everybody lives in fear of the repercussions of even going against what that system wants to do. But then on the other end, when that system completely fucks up and fails a child, when a child turns out to be uh, a serial killer, what do they say on the news? Oh, this just must be bad, bad parenting. Must have had an abusive parent growing up. Must have had something going on there. Definitely wasn't. Definitely wasn't our fucking educational system whatsoever. That that took these kids for the majority of the time of their days away from good social interaction with their families and parents, and and deeper, more understanding in learning by having someone talking to you directly to answer your questions and go back and forth when you have questions. And not to just sit and behave in a classroom and stand up when you're told to and sit but down when you're told to. Here's what I don't understand, though, okay, is that people, I mean, it's like being on a hamster mill, right? Because pe people, you know, keep going, thinking the system is going to be corrected. Uh, it, it, it just amazes me as thinking, how is that possible? Um, because... It's the foxes watching the way, the hen house, okay? Uh, and, and it just, it's a vicious circle. So the fact that people keep on, you know, perpetuating the system, it's mind boggling to me. People, I, I don't understand how people don't get that you need to get out of the system. You need to create an alternative universe. Well, know. and that's why local and not building up or even entryism, right? And I, I see certain people being like, well, we just need to get the right people in the right positions. Like, and it's not just, and, and like what you have to understand is it's not, it's not getting a governor or a president or any representative like that, that seems to back your values and what you think should be done uh, you okay. know, as, as far as the government is concerned. You know what it's that many other people you know what that you know, reminds me intertwined. Of so mm -hmm. I keep seeing on social media with like Robin Kennedy Jr. Okay, oh, everybody, yeah. you know, uh, touting him. He's going to go after the EPA. Come, I have a bridge for sale. Sorry, I muted, but um, now I see that that's a perfect example. He can claim that. He can claim that he will. I can also make the same type of claim that I will do so, but as a Pegasus. And if you don't know what a Pegasus is, <laughs> like it's like a half like horse, half man with wings. Uh, well, well okay. we, need, we need the um, unicorn thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, free unicorn horns for everybody too and a chicken in every pot, absolutely. Isn't, isn't there a great Irish tune about that, uh, the unicorn song? I don't, if there isn't, maybe there should be. I'll have to contact some friends of mine that might know how to play some of those instruments. But um, no, I, th the thing I was going to get to, though, is like when somebody like an RFK Jr. claims that they're going to go after the EPA, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm OK with the eradication of the EPA in general. Like, I think that it's useless. Uh, if anything, it's a uh, it's a way for industry to manipulate the rest of us through government policy because they fucking talk about that directly. <laughs> like in person, like live on camera, people are saying like, oh, we can influence policy. Well, yes, that's exactly what these entities are for. They're, they're, they're for people that are governing the, the, in the hands of the few. All right. 
if you've, if you've read the the other guy with the fucking beard that sleeps on people's couches, um, you you could read that yes, in the hands of a few, these people uh, manipulate these agencies uh, in their policies. They do it through uh, not just government; they do it through other institutions like colleges, uh, fields of of different investment and business. Um, there's a multitude, just like Charlie Robinson talked about. Uh, you know, it's an, it, the reason why it relates so well to an octopus is because it has so many different arms and tentacles that seemingly can fit through and, and get into anything. And the reason why that ex that makes it so vulnerable when it's this large, again, is because even if RFK Jr. walked in there with the best of intentions to get rid of the EPA, what are the mechanisms that he's allowed as the president? To allow something like that to happen, to let that happen, like it, once a once an agency like the EPA has been around for however the fuck long, like how easy is it to get rid of? Like what what kind of what kind of vote do you have to get to do that? And also, do you want to give that entirely to a president? Do you want to give the president like that much authority to just step in and rather create something out of thin air or also destroy it? And, and, and an instant too. Like, you know, are you asking for a dictator? The whole, the whole the idea of presidency was a mistake, by the way. I mean, talk about, is it, people, I love that uh, phrase, benevolent dictator, as if a dictator can be benevolent. I mean, oh, yeah. think about that, folks. Uh, supposedly, uh, the whole the whole idea behind the um the independence thing was to get away from the monarchy, but uh, yet here we are. <laughs> and I mean, we haven't we seen compare uh, you know comparisons with the Kennedys and sort of America's royal family? That's uh, pretty funny that you bring that up. You know, um, no, and 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 the thing about that is too is like I think that a lot of folks out there. Um, have a romantic idea of our government, one that's been you know portrayed to them through media. And it's easy to see because like without that connection through media, these people would have no interaction with their government really, other than the government fuckery on their check, you know, every you know week or two weeks, something like that, or for those of you that get paid once a month, I don't know how the fuck you budget. But um you know, if if you're looking at if you're looking at people's average interaction with their government, like maybe you get pulled over by a policeman every once in a while for speeding, <laughs> okay. But other other than dragging your ass uh, down to the voting booth um, every couple hours, every every couple hours, every couple uh, years uh, to to voice your your little opinion about who should sit in that seat. Um, and, and sign those documents that you'll never read or see or <laughs> interact with. And no one that represents you even wrote. Um, <laughs> that, you know, I, I think outside of that sphere of influence that the media has, I think most people are in the dark. They're completely in the dark about how the government works. So, I mean, if you wanted to keep yourself sane. But not just, <laughs> but wait, not just in the dark, but manipulated. I mean, talk about, oh, oh, talk about oh, propaganda. I mean, well, and, and by outside forces and internal, 
And, and I'm talking about people's unwillingness to even jump in or delve into those topics. Like it's folks. I mean, if you want to keep yourself sane, don't think that you live in a world that's fake where the government lies to you all the time um, can not only um, have, have policies or actions that result in horrible consequences for its own citizens, but also commit massive war crimes um, on a global scale, uh, can even endorse experimentation on you and even your voluntary participation in that experiment they could even challenge that and also get uh, some backup on both sides for that too um, that if you don't want to live in that kind of world and you just want to be happy that it's nice outside maybe it's a good day to go for a walk or spend some time with the kids like I don't fucking you <laughs> i don't blame you it seems like a much better time to like discuss like you know the latest wrestling show that just happened in wembley or you know the latest album that i listened to that blew my mind lately i've been listening to a lot of uh more technical metal um but uh been, been listening to a lot of the new uh tesseract shit i, I don't think they've dropped the full length yet but I could talk about that stuff for hours too. That stuff I, I, I find enjoyable, I find intriguing, but it hurts me to know that there's real shit out here happening <laughs> to people, that there's real tragedy happening every day. And no, the entity that takes money out of my check that I have no interaction with on a daily basis, if I don't, you know, if at least if I don't fucking have to. And then I don't even want to vote for anymore because I think that's just fucking stupid from the past couple times I've done it. <laughs> you know, if I get the same results, like keep ordering the same fruit basket and they keep kicking me in the dick. Like if I don't want to get kicked in the dick, what am I doing with myself? <laughs> so right? like, I, I'm I mean, just trying to figure vote, out here you know, voting, how to... with, voting with the wallet. That's where it counts. And I'll, I'll tell you what, so you true. Know, if anything has been more uh, prevalent of showing what why ignorance is not bliss is this COVID-19, okay? Why people, you know, how it's so harmful for people to keep their heads in the sand, right? Be well, and Lisa, on that note, uh, could you do me a huge favor? <laughs> could you pull up the next of the big four that, that Steve Kirsch Already, uh, already did, man. Already did. Yeah, you're on it. Oh, that's on a different screen. There we go. I got it. Boom. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, folks. Um, now you may have to click no thanks for me, Lisa. There. There we go. Awesome. Yeah, I wanted to pull this one up uh, to go over. Um, now, this, when you read through it. And you understand what he did here. Like, I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of cool, kind of cute the way he did this. But I, we're gonna, we're gonna need more. And, and let me explain. Um, in science, folks, if you have a theory and you test it, 
and it turns out that you were correct at the end of your test. What you do is you let other people run similar tests over and over again. That's how you prove something's legit. So I don't want to declare here today, I want to bang my little fucking TNP staff on the ground and declare that vaccinated people 100% certain are over two times more likely to get COVID than the unvaccinated. I'm not going to tell you that just yet, but I'll ask it. <laughs> are they? Um, I mean, because lately I've been seeing some people that are posting about these new variants and how that people that are vaxxed are more likely to get COVID. I've seen people make claims about how the shots have affected people's immune systems, which may have caused this. Okay. That could be true. That again, please present evidence. We'll look at it. There's folks that we know of that work in the realm of numbers that can show us dramatic um, changes and, and sort of mind boggling anomalies um, in numbers of infection and hospitalization and things. Not, not to mention, I mean, intentional cover-ups as to information as to deaths. I mean, what does that speak of? <laughs> yeah. And, and when I talk about people like John Bodwin, whom we've had on the show, like he does amazing work with the numbers. Okay. I, um, I, I read one of his last sub stacks too. And folks, uh, if you're not familiar with uh, what TMP does here on Substack, um, go to uh, Substack and look up number six TMP there. And if you sign up for free and subscribe, um, each week you will receive a copy of my monologue. You'll receive the transcript of that, plus what we call our source list, which is where all these articles that we're pulling up on the screen here now uh, go to after the show. So, yeah, anything that we pull up and talk about or anything that influence really our our discussion here today. We attach a lot of things to that. So you guys can go check it out for yourselves. Cause you know, we want you to know where we got this stuff from. Uh, but we also want, want you to know that, you know, when we come on here and talk about our opinions, you know, it's based on a scope of information that we can get and only perceive. So if you have more information to give us about a particular topic, or if you see things uh, a different way because of something else that you've read or, or learned, please share that with us. That's why I love people that give me uh, comments and on, on the Substack articles that we post. I love when people give us comments in the chat rooms, and, uh, on the uh, other video platforms that we have. I love talking to you all about that stuff because I always learn something that helps me be better here on the show. And I want to be better for, for all of you. But, um, you know, with, with Steve Kirsch here um, going into this, I asked a question to John Baldwin and like the comment section of the subsect that I, I read, it was, that was actually a, uh, an, it was like a, um, a chapter. There we go. It was a chapter of a book that he's leaving out of his upcoming book. And he sort of gave that for free to his Substack uh, subscribers, which was awesome. Good, good, awesome job there, John. I like that. Um, because and I don't like paywalls. I mean, that's another reason, one of the many reasons really why I'm a big fan of AM Wake Up is because they have the same type of ideology or format as us when it comes to that. That, right. you know, we value for value. I really, really enjoy that. So, because, in, but, see, that's how you really make the change is providing real information to people. 
right? Well, well, yeah. And you do it earnestly. And, and if they want to contribute to that, you allow them to. So now I'm more apt to go and want to buy, like John's going to create something. So I would want to buy his book, right? Like if, if John goes out of his way to work with a publisher and to create a book, I, I will want to go out of my way to buy his book. And I am more inclined now to buy it now that he gave me a free bonus chapter because I've followed him on Substack. Like, I think that that's a really good model. So instead but, of people uh, wasting their money on, on fake J six defense console. Uh, right. I'm just, Oh yeah. Yeah. You could do a lot of other things. <laughs> we could get into that in a little bit, but yeah. Uh, yeah there's a lot of different things you can oh, waste yeah. your money on. <laughs> very right. true. Well, very true. <laughs> but with his, with his stuff about the, the, you know, the, the COVID numbers, so I, I wanted to pose to him that this same question, like are pe not only are people more likely to get COVID if they've been vaccinated, are they more likely to get side effects of getting COVID even if they've been vaccinated? Because I mean, uh, the, the people getting it, that were already vaccinated, like people, when people started getting those breakthrough cases, right. And I'll go, I'll go back to the panel for the rest of this discussion. Let me uh, move this for a second here. But um, yeah, I mean, I remember when the breakthrough cases first started to happen and just like everyone, everyone's like throwing up their, their hands, like Macaulay Culkin to their cheeks, like, <gasps> you know, and I'm just like, you didn't expect this to happen? Like, have you never heard of the flu shot? Like, are you, do you not understand what type of virus they're saying that this is? I mean, I'm not a fucking biologist here, folks. <laughs> Let me remind you. But um, I, can, I can look at something that is supposed to be a thing and fits the description of that thing and look at what those things generally do and then at least regurgitate to you that it'll probably do that thing. I don't know if that makes me smart. <laughs> Right? or if i read that pattern or understood that that mechanism was going to occur in nature that it was going to mutate this way especially if you had a fucking leaky vaccine it seemed like a bad idea okay <laughs> seemed like a really bad idea to introduce that on a massive scale too just run away with the fucking gravy train why don't you um now that we're there <laughs> to go into like the nitty gritty of all the science, you know, getting into the scientific terminology. I mean, it really speaks volumes. People, I mean, just the amount, the number of people who, who have been getting ill uh, regarding sports figures. I mean, that's going to be unprecedented. Okay. The, the, the uh, illnesses, that that uh, sports professionals ha have been uh, the the occurrence is just astounding, and over the past two years, uh, listening in um, Twitter spaces to people's actual testimonies, I mean it, it's you know there is something to be said about uh, hearing what's really going on boots on the ground i mean I, I don't know how it can be ignored well and and that's the type of thing where i see someone that's 36 years old like bray wyatt pass away and i bring this up to someone like john you know uh bodwin that has studied these Baldwin, 
Bodwin, I think it's Bodwin, um, that studies these numbers. And I wanted to ask him, are people that are vaccinated more likely to get um, like some sort of heart inflammation, myocarditis, pericarditis, like those types of things, heart attacks, because um, that's what supposedly killed uh, Wyndham Rotunda, Bray Wyatt here. And I asked him about that, and he says, well, well yes, that, that they're probably more likely in his opinion, and here's why. Because by introducing that spike protein into people's systems, it's like getting COVID multiple times. Um, and for people that get rather COVID multiple times or um, in, in, if they're vaccinated, it seems like the effects are worse. <laughs> um, it seems like that you're more likely to not only get the same type of inflammatory and bodily reaction from the spike protein when it's shot into you, though, um, that that sort of is maybe what makes the difference. Like if you and I, Lisa, being pure blooded, if we get COVID, um, it will run through our system and create uh, havoc and effects. Uh, it, you know, if, if you believe that COVID exists, of course. But um, now if that happens, though, that our body's natural immune function and everything will sort of build immunity, recognize that thing, just everything that we were sort of told uh, uh, originally, other than the fact that you couldn't get COVID twice. Thanks, thanks, McCullough, for that one. Um, but either way. Um, so, if, so check out what I just put on, on the share screen, because right. even the CDC itself <laughs> says there's a correlation. Did you catch that? This setup is a pain in my ass. <laughs> All right. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Can you hear me, Lisa? I can I can hear you. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. <laughs> this is great. This is great. All right. Um, let me let me back out again. Okay. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Lisa? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Let me close all my other tabs. Can you hear me? Are there gremlins? Make sure that nothing Are else these is going? audio. Can you can you hear me, Lisa? I can hear you. It's coming through the phone. Wow. This is I'm so sorry for this, folks. Yeah, we're having some technical gremlins today with internet connection. And I just dropped out of the broadcast, and I keep trying to re-enter myself, and it doesn't seem like it's working. Um, so Lisa says she can hear me. Okay, so what the hell is happening with the monitor here? <laughs> um, let me go to – yeah, I can't hear you, Lisa. So here, let me go to Bluetooth. Check, check, check. Lisa, can you speak for me? <laughs> <laughs> can you hear me? So, see if I can, can hear you. Hear, can you hear me? 
So you're talking and I can't hear you. All right. Oh, um, let me, let me try this. Let me try this. I know. I know, Lisa. Um, let me back out completely and I'm going to jump right back in. All right. All right. I see myself back on the screen, Lisa. Okay. And I can hear you. Fuck yeah, Ooh. we did it. And by Fuck the way, you, gremlins. <laughs> and by the way, this, this article that I posted is all the way back in 2021, by the way. So this has been, you know. All right. Let me add this. Me. All right. Add that to the stream. Boom. We're there. All right. So now, yeah, this says uh, CDC safety group says there's a likely link between rare heart inflammation in young people after COVID shot. So, I mean, I, what I was getting to, though, is that uh, before we have that little interruption there, I uh, wonder why, you know, no, it's uh, it's one of those things where John explained to me that John uh, Bodwin, there we go. Try, try not to fuck up that name. Um it's where he explained to me that by shooting this shit into your system versus breathing in whatever this virus is, whether man-made or not, um, that that itself could be what makes it so different. Um, and if you, I mean, just if you look at what the spike protein is and how it's constructed and what it's supposed to do to the system inflammation-wise... Um, by putting that in a different um, sort of sphere of influence inside of your bloodstream or past the blood-brain barrier and, you know, other, other systems. I mean, that's what John's numbers show that there, you know, since the introduction of these shots, that there's been all different types of stroke and hemorrhaging and heart conditions and things over and over again. So I, I've been I've been watching that type of stuff, and even though that's not mainstream reporting and everything, I mean it's it's kind of like knowledge that I've sort of had for a while now. But lately, it's just been on my mind that you know, what if the people that took these shots, or even just the first couple of them, not even the boosters, right? What if those people encounter COVID again in the future? Like do do they have a better chance because they were vaccinated? I'm willing to accept that. I'm willing to accept that they just don't get as sick. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, if, that, if that's the objective truth, I'm not going to fucking yell at the cloud in the sky and just, you know, 
I'm not that type of person. I don't take those sort of sides. But what if it makes it worse? Like, what if it makes it worse for them, ultimately? What if it makes and it so that if they do get COVID, that it gives them a heart attack or it gives them a stroke? That every, you know, how many years did they talk about flu shots, right? And uh, how, it, I mean, the percentage of how they're always chasing the new strain. I mean, I mean, does that not show that these vaccinations of any kind are, are futile? I mean, people have to go back to, to understanding uh, about nutrition, you know, going to the natural ways that, that these vaccinations, it's just all about the money, man. Well, and uh, if you if you're taking a plant to help you, and the plant doesn't help you, you can't sue the plant. Um, if you're taking something that would that you were coerced into taking by your company, by your government, uh, for instance, can you sue them? Okay, but let let's take a step back for a second. All right, here's the thing, yeah. and I totally feel for people. Um, uh, that felt that they were coerced, okay? But here's the thing. Here's where the real difference can be made, okay? People have to do non-compliance. I, I know it's hard because, you know, people are, you know, it's their livelihood. But submitting to these vaccinations, I mean, I mean, is it not like uh, doing Russian roulette? I mean, how is that going to be helpful? That they you you submit to this. I mean, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to wrap my head around. Well, yes, and that's that's a worthy thing to bring up. I mean, for those that complied for whatever reason, that I mean, to be fair, in a sense, you help perpetuate what happened because if I mean, you were another I, person on the roll, I don't want you're another name. You're another person that went over in the other line. And that just that puts a pressure. There's a, a, a tremendous um, type of social and psychological pressure on people to be one with the rest of the group. I only bring it up as far as I, I, I mean, I, I'm totally against, you know, these companies requiring it. But here, the, the only real power that we have, though, that we can actually that that solution based is that people actually not submit i mean that's so the reason why i bring it up is, is about uh showing that people where the real power is right because I, I mean i totally feel for people who um felt that they had no alternative so i don't want people thinking that that you know that i'm slamming them it's just that and, and you know the only solution is 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 by the people actually non-complying. So I, I don't want people to think that that I don't have compassion or sympathy, because I do. Well, yes, because by not complying, by not taking these things, Lisa, you, you bring up sort of uh, the end to my point here on this story is, is that the people that did comply and take the shots, if they are now more likely to have 
some pretty terrible, if not deadly, side effects of encountering COVID in the future. Does that not make COVID and all of its future mutated strains even bigger of a weapon? Because if all the vaccinated, or even a random portion of them, talk about Russian roulette, right? It's funny how that that came up in conversation too, that term. Um, even if you had just a couple thousand to hundred thousand, right? And we've seen all different types of uh, immediate and short-term side effects so far, but we don't know what the long-term ones are. Have we not seen a couple of movies like that? Uh, if I recall correctly, the, uh, I don't know. Was is it like Contagion, China oh, Syndrome? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, all, all, all the predictive programming, yeah. But uh, no, I the, the the point is, though, is that if there, even if there was a, a, a pretty fair amount of people that have been vaccinated that will have these um, horrible reactions to COVID, like heart attacks, strokes, um, other blood-related disorders, uh, hemorrhaging, and things of that nature, um, if that's going to be something that's a real likelihood to happen or can be proven to happen, then it's going to call for, it's going to call for more order, right? Aren't people going to want some sort of protection then? Aren't people going to want there to be uh, more lockdowns because, well, I can't get COVID now because I'm vaccinated. And if I get, and if I get COVID, and this is just me speaking in like a future, you know, other person, you know, type of way, but, you know, imagine being in that situation. Like if, if you knew that by getting COVID now that you've been vaccinated will, might give you a heart attack and kill you, you're even more scared of COVID. You want lockdowns even more now. And you were already maybe even on that side. You're probably still, you know, touting the bullshit out there that, you know, the people would just be like, oh, yeah, the lockdowns were justified. And Fauci said so. And he's, he's a smart guy. He wears a lab coat. I'm like, yeah, that's great. Because like how many people now are there out there that could be uh, vaccine damaged to the point where another mutated COVID strain like this, like the ones that we're seeing, um, could start causing them to drop dead of a heart attack or a stroke or something like that. Then are we in that Sam Harris scenario? Isn't it funny how somebody like as smart and connected as Sam Harris would come out months ago saying, well, if, if this were like Ebola, you know, if you're spitting blood out of your fucking eyes here, then we're vaccinating everybody and we don't care if you want to be vaccinated. And, and everyone then, is like, oh, everyone's like, like, oh, well, that would never happen. You know, <laughs> it's like, no, that, you know, that would never happen. Or, or just like, oh, he's using like a, a type of scenario that just, you know, he's, he's inventing that scenario to justify what would be called for. Should the or was he just predicting the future? <laughs> the biggest be though, that the fact that uh, the government uh, makes it so that that there's immunity, for lack of a better word, that that they're legally shielded from any outcomes from these uh, quote unquote air quotes vaccinations, right? I mean, why isn't that a, a big, you know, red flag for people that if you know the government is so needing that kind of protection that that they should be saying, huh? Is it really <laughs> going to be safe? 
Well, I mean, it's it really. I'll go back to the the panel uh, just to end up on this one. But yeah, I'd say it the the leap of faith that people take in others that they will do right by them in a position of authority or power. Um, that they will be benevolent, like you said, Lisa, when they're given those powers to reign over others, um, that they will even make the right decisions, you know, like not to block the fucking road when there's a fire behind you. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you, you can't, you can't shake people out of this stupor. Um, we just have to provoke in different ways um, psychologically like I believe, like through culture and through uh, our work here and, and having you know work like this grow and supporting other work like it, in the DIY media, I could see that. But still, ultimately, like we're, we're fighting a tide of, of brainwashed idiots. And my ultimate point for, for this before we move on to a different topic, maybe, is, um, you know, if, if the vaccinated were damaged in a way that makes them more vulnerable they'll they'll give in to anything and maybe it's because of ego maybe it's because of ideology or side other things like that maybe it just goes down to like the basic like they just want to save their ass like if the cdc came out and said hey if you've received a couple of these vaccinations that makes you more likely to get a heart attack or stroke if you encounter covid you're going to see more people wearing masks in the grocery store tomorrow. You're going to see more people calling for lockdowns when there's another wave and more cases going on. Are you going to see people call for more better vaccinations? <laughs> right? Because you don't think that there's going to be another platform, that there's going to be another technology, that there's going to be another method that they're going to introduce. I mean, I've already read about the ones that are, um, uh, the inhaled vaccines, right? Isn't that sort of how maybe this thing could have started? <laughs> uh, but either way, I mean, if you have recombinant bat vaccines and things of that nature, like we've we've talked about here on the show, um, if you have aerosolized vaccines that people can inhale instead of being injected into them, because well, that's a more comparable system if you think about it. You know, if you breathe, if you get something by breathing it in and you take the cure of it by breathing it in, that makes a little bit more sense to me than if you get something by breathing it in that you inject something into your bloodstream to, to fight. Oh, don't it. worry. Like, oh, we got, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got mosquitoes. We got mosquitoes now. So, you know, to do the job. Oh, well, there's that, too. Um, so the, the whole voluntary part. I liked how uh, Bloomberg came out. Uh, man, it's just I, I don't want to wish ill upon people, especially on the show, because I know what kind of heat that that gets. But couldn't that guy at least have choked for a little bit on one of those fucking French fries? That piece of shit. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not, I'm not asking for him to be harmed, but just just to see his eyes bug out of his head a little bit. You know, it's getting goozled by a French fry. Uh, it would be well, more oh, than man, enough. That'd, that'd be a great thumbnail. Oh, it would. It would. It would also be great on like a perpetual like clockwork orange fucking because I would love it. 
But uh, no, I uh, with, with with him coming out and saying the voluntary phase is over. I don't think that just meant with getting shots. <laughs> okay, if the government says it can de- it, it can decide to declare an emergency tomorrow for any reason, whether one that it's caused or not, um, and it gets to tell you what's what, what you get to see, what you get, to, what questions get asked, what which ones get answered to. Um, I mean. The voluntary phase, shit. We they, they brought up uh, uh, on little Tucker, little Tucker Teets's uh, admission that there's still people fucking with the media from the intelligence agencies. Oh, are you serious? Are you serious, Tucky? Is that is that true that there's still people in the <laughs> intelligence agencies influencing the media? Say Get the fuck so. out of here. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. <laughs> I mean, uh, AM Wake Up was welcome. Uh, it was uh, really correct in adding that uh, yes, uh, th- not only has this been occurring, but since about like 2012, uh, with the Smith Mund Act, something we've talked about here too on the show, that uh, yeah, the propaganda, especially through social media, boy, Ooh, yeah, that's a big one. The propaganda through social media, and I'm glad that Tucker brought that up too. Yeah, that the, the propaganda on social media has a, a tremendous effect. Um, look at the removal of things like just the fact that you can't say positive things about certain people on Facebook. Um, the fact that you cannot share certain videos. Uh, and then now with X of which we're broadcasting to certain people on that right now. But uh, those of you that do follow along on X or formerly known as Twitter. And if you're seeing this broadcast there, please, um, Go to like Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute, Brighteon, or you know any of the Spotify uh, uh, places too. You know Apple Music, any of those others, and and also subscribe to us there, um, because with these new terms of service, I don't think anyone's seeing our shit, and I'm not paying mm-hmm. Elon Musk any fucking money for any exposure. That's that's for damn sure. And, and, that's and just I, not gonna happen. I'm really thinking that that uh, X is on its way out. Or, or we're out of X. I don't know how that's going to go, but it's def- definitely, I feel like it's in a silo. Well, I think that uh, the Twitter that we used to know um, is just going to be sort of the warm water that eventually becomes the boiling water uh, the longer that we stay in it. Um, that meaning that when they switch this over to an all encompassing app that includes your bank account, all of your personal information, your ID, um, your vaccination status, um, your place in line for your Neuralink, uh, <laughs> you know, basically, you know, all, all the things that it, you're going to be required of to hold a job with tomorrow's corporatist future. So if you want to work for a fortune, you know, 100 company, uh, that's this, what you're going to be expected to do. All your shots and your chip, um, your your full profile of all of your uh, worldly thoughts and feelings about things, and your reactions to certain things, and you know even reactions that people want to provoke out of you, and how you react to those. Right? Um, that all of that's going to be included with your little QR code uh, and, and sent to uh, your company, just so they can keep tabs on you, because that's private, Lisa. You know, you put the private hat on it, it makes it okay, 
that you live in an Orwellian future, just as long as you call it fucking private. Right. And as the conservatives, uh, as I see on Twitter, lap up <laughs> this bullshit. Really, it's it's uh, it would be comical well, if it weren't so sick. Those terms only mean something when they actually demonstrate what they fucking propose, right? Like if you're if you claim that you're trying to conserve something, please demonstrate where you have done so. I mean, if you claim that you're an alternative in media, please show me how you're any different than any other media blathering idiot that's just rather pulling articles and, and, and just reciting them or just reciting certain talking points to people, just being an influencer or just in it for, in it for some sort of attention or money, right? I mean, that's, that's why we gravitate towards the characters that, that we fucks with here at TMP because, I mean, that stuff's easy for us to see. I mean, if you aggregate enough of this information, if you're watching mainstream and alternative media, I mean, you can see the patterns. You can see the logical fallacies. You can see the, the, the team sport mentality. You can see it all. And even with so-called alternative outfits. So, I mean, I... I'm I'm happy to say that uh, you know we we are in a club of if anything of of at least our own here at TMP that we follow our own beat and uh, we're we're happy to mix it up with people like Charlie Robinson uh, the folks from AM Wake Up and all the other cool people that we've had on this show thus far but when it comes down to it like I love the fact that we get to go out here and sort of do this our way like Frankie would say, right? <laughs> like, uh, I, I'm, I'm happy that we get at least the ability to go out and maybe provide a different angle on things. And I don't care if people want to take that ball and run with it. Please do. Because I can only take this shit so far with my capabilities. If other people and other outlets see what I'm saying and see what I'm doing and they want to adopt that, I encourage it wholeheartedly. Please do so. Because it just shows that maybe I'm, I'm fucking on to something whenever it comes to something. I'm cool with seeing that. Um, my point is, though, is that how much longer is that going to be allowed on the Internet? <laughs> um, the, the conformity of thought, um, the way that money moves around, the way that popularity can be affected, um, the way that certain people can be used or threatened um, and the way that other people can be exploited, too. Um, there's no guarantees with any type of alternative media like this right now, folks. So I want to just I don't do this often, but I want to go out of my way today to thank everyone that's ever donated to us. Um, that's ever put uh, money into Rumble Rants, Super Chat, things like that. Um, that's ever sent us anything on Odyssey too, whatever the fuck that coin is hyper coin something but either way if you've done anything like that thank you thank you so much for that um it it validates this in a way to see that people appreciate it enough to give us some of their hard-earned money like i have a tremendous amount of respect for that but the future of this show on a platform like Twitter, which is the only, or X, whatever the fuck, 
that is the only place social media wise where we have organic growth, meaning that, you know, I have a Gab account, I have a Minds account, and I have an Instagram account. And I get no interaction on those things practically. There are a few people that I've contacted through those platforms. And trust me, it makes it all worth it just having them for that. I'm not complaining. Um, but whenever it comes to us putting our shit out there and having other people in other circles see it. So if we are on to something, if we do get guests on that want to expose something or talk about it from the front lines, if we do talk to whistleblowers, uh, if we do talk to people that have been abused by this system, it's not going to reach anybody on Twitter. So if you're, if you're following us on Twitter, please follow us on as many different platforms as you can stand to sign up for. Because we don't know. We don't know our future. We don't know even tomorrow if Rumble just has a new terms of service just like Twitter does. And it's all about like whatever is going to help Trump in the next election because that's going to lead to um, a better uh, policy that would favor Rumble. And trust me, I can't necessarily blame the people that are invested in Rumble maybe for making that decision because it's a better business decision than to fuck over people like us that may not go along with the gravy train. That happens in business. But also that means that we have to take our wares somewhere else and do our thing somewhere else. And I just want people to be prepared for that because I don't see this window becoming any more open in the near future, regardless of who the fuck wins the presidency. Because now this is private, right? That means it's no longer a platform, I guess. Because if you smash someone's Reach, Elon. Is that not an editorial action? Can you not just point at something and say, nobody sees that, and you put a black curtain over it? Oh, but it's okay, because it's private. I guess I can just build my own Twitter. I don't know, Lisa. I, I don't I don't have much faith in the X platform in the future. Um, well, I think that uh, know, people that my, pointed out Tucker coming over to it was sort of like it's it's death nail. And <laughs> alternative media's death nail on it. But we shall see, I, I guess. But what, well, I have what are your say, takes on modern X since the changeover? <laughs> since the changeover, my reach has been worse than ever, you know, evidently, you know, uh, because I won't play pay to play that bullshit you know hey so be it you know but uh from what i can see is that uh my reach has been stifled worse than it was before so for people who think that uh free speech on x yeah okay uh again i mean talk about uh just bullshit you know, um, what I'm grateful for that you've done six uh, for uh, the forum on TNP is that I'm proud that we're not about telling people what to think, but how to, you know, to ask the questions uh, in the pursuit of truth. You know, I feel as though we're not about necessarily drawing conclusions it's more about that we're about critical thinking and 
it's it's about asking the right questions because more often than not it's not knowing it's not about knowing the right answer it, it's it's about knowing how to find out the truth and uh i don't know as to uh our success in being able to to get to the truth especially uh where you can't get it in the court systems <laughs> so i don't know but i thank you for at least uh, in the pursuit of truth. Well, and, and I know that, and I know better now because of you, Lisa, that when we put things uh, sort of in the sphere of the courts, if you want to pull up that article for me, or actually, uh, yeah, if you want to pull up that article for me that was about the lawsuit settlement, let's talk about that real quick. Um, um, that woman oh, and her kid. Oh, the woman and the kid one. Okay, yep. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's skip to that because I, I think that we we covered most of what I wanted to talk about because uh, we're going to wrap things up here in about a little over 10 minutes because we we have that interview coming up and I don't want to delay that. Uh, we had enough te technical gremlins today. So Tiger, if you're listening, I'm getting everything in order. Don't you worry. And I believe I do have Internet again, but we're just going to continue broadcasting this way because I don't know what's going to happen with the, the connection. I, I don't want to disconnect and reconnect for no reason at this point but um yeah if you have that lisa we'll pull yep. it up cool you got it um go over to guests there we go awesome added a stream beautiful thank you folks for bearing with us through uh the technical stuff today too um and Lisa, thank you for doing such an awesome job assisting me in producing the show. So I really appreciate it. But uh, uh, folks listening, this is uh, from Fox News. Uh, California school district settles with mother after school transition daughter without her consent. Now, I wanted to bring this up because there's been a lot of discussion about the uh, young gentleman in Colorado, I believe, that uh, wore a don't tread on me patch on his backpack along with his uh, based description too. I wonder where he got that term from. I wonder if he has anyone in his life that's a bit older that maybe like kind of, you know, influenced his character there a little bit um, and how he presents himself. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I just, it, kid seems, you know, pretty decent, but it's just like, all right, where's his dad? <laughs> does his dad dress and act like this? Like, does his dad wear this type of stuff and spouse these types of beliefs? You like, is he yet. just being his dad there? Like, it just, you could see the influence on a child that age, right? Like, I wasn't that self-aware about my political leanings at that age. I was more worried about girls, to be honest with you. <laughs> right? But you know, it's interesting that you bring that up, though. I noticed, though, in that particular article, um, that that's ironic. You know, that's ironic that you talk about, you know, the dad thing, but it was the mom, okay? The mama bear who stood up. Where was the dad, by the way? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, maybe he's getting that, that whole base and everything. I just don't see the, the kids that are of his age range really floating around in that kind of sphere with those terminologies, that type of lingo, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. No, I, I no, I, I, actually, you read my mind before because that's exactly what I was uh, thinking about that. I don't know when I was that age, it, it really well, wasn't about that, you know, I was more into the 
It wasn't into politics, that's for sure. Yeah. And I'm not saying like the whole gimmick is yeah, the, here is staged. <laughs> but I'm just saying that this could be easily gimmick too. Like uh, of just the, not, and I'm not talking about the school's reaction because the school's reaction, like from, like from what I'm reading at least, um, is pretty shitty <laughs> and pretty terrible and should be addressed in both of these instances, right? In the Colorado one and here. But, uh, you know, it was both, it was the moms, like you are correct in both cases that sort of stood up. Like I remember reading about the, the don't tread on me kid. His mom basically stepped in and goes, no, the fuck it isn't. It's not a racist symbol. Like, what, what do you, and then like you read other articles that, from talk about smart pulling, Alex. Talk about pulling something out of your butt. I mean, oh, like, well, to well, even, that's what it to is. Even, <laughs> to even that's exactly what it that, is. To racism. I mean, that's, you know, that, talk about a far stretch. I mean, that is just like so out there. I mean, we're we're talking about like so. If you want to compare these two stories, folks, I'm talking about on one end, a school district thinks that it is so terrible that somebody would bring in a symbol that somebody could, if they squinted their eyes really hard and maybe stood on their head, could make that associated with something bad, and therefore provoke other people to just drop all of their agency. And just engage in other types of be unruly behavior. Like all order just falls apart if this symbol is introduced. But meanwhile, in California, not too far away from Colorado. In fact, Colorado seems to be slipping a lot uh, whenever it comes to these uh, type of social issues, as I've seen in the past several uh, years. But you know, with uh, California, it says that uh, they have settled, Lisa. Boy, <laughs> yeah, tell me, tell I, me a lawyer that actually decides to 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 you know go go through to the hill hilt and uh, actually you know go to the jury and to uh, actually go through the discovery. Yeah, tell me cases that actually go to trial. That that's a rarity, right? Uh, usual playbook settlement. And what does that do? It blocks the public from being able to see what these school districts actually were doing, where, where the chain of uh, emails and messages to one another and all the other stuff that the NSA collects on us probably right now. Go ahead. You muted yourself. Uh oh, oh. In what's been called a landmark victory for parental rights, a California school district has settled. Okay, let's talk about the meaning of words. Okay, yes. gentlemen, how do you equate that with a victory? Okay, that is not synonymous. I'm going to tell you right now. That is not victory by any stretch of the imagination. Because if there were discovery here, if they went to the hilt like you were talking about, Lisa, if they went balls out on this, folks, they may find that there were more connections here to both government and other entities outside of it that shall not be disclosed to the public. And like, by the way, and by the way, just think about this, a $100,000 settlement. Uh, don't think that $100,000 went, went to the mom, by the way. She probably got maybe $20,000 if she's lucky. 
And to borrow from our uh, buddy Charlie Robinson here, that this is how the octopus makes its way into your locality. Like, this is why there's such a tremendous federal pressure to push these policies. And if you look at all the corporate conglomerates, not corporations, conglomerates that are backing this type of transition ideology, the pharmaceutical companies and the money that they make, and how all the top pharmaceutical companies outweigh all the other companies <laughs> around it whenever it comes to their profits. You know, when you start questioning that and looking into it and you reveal it uh, this way, that's the true victory, Lisa. You are well, entirely correct in saying that. The, that would the, be a true victory. The real Here's the real terminology for settlement. It's called sellout. Yeah, you... Uh, yeah, you accepted the check instead of fighting for what was actually going on there. Because I fear that, you know, this if this is a landmark, right, that maybe more people will challenge it. But the precedent then is to just those that challenge, just buy them off. It's easier to buy people off than it is to admit the truth, especially when you're holding the kind of cards that, these motherfuckers might be holding. So, but I'm glad we got to that, Lisa. Let me uh, let me go back to the panel then for our final part of our discussion. Uh, but Lisa, what would you like people's takeaways for this episode to be? Oh man, I mean, the takeaway is that the system is broken and that uh, we're perpetuating by by this type of conduct i mean this very last uh case shows you that it just how's the problem going to get fixed and it isn't going to be fixed by selling out stop being sellouts that's it thank you lisa no thank you lisa and with that i mean i would say that uh living inside of the black curtain, as we all do, uh, whatever light that comes through that curtain uh, that shines upon you and the area around you, that's the area that you would want to immediately address, right? If you find yourself in that light and you find yourself in that circle and you can do something to create some change, that's how it works. That's how it works locally. That's how it works from you to the people around you, to your community, to fix problems and to handle disasters, to handle how things are run and how, how things are going to be done in the future. I like that. Be the light. That's that. I like that even better. See that that's so much. Thank you, Sid, for being so positive. Okay. That's going to be the takeaway. Okay. Imagine if through synergy, the light that can be shown. Okay. By by people speaking out, right? That that's what, that's what the takeaway is going to be. Be the light. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's where I'll end uh, with that takeaway too, Lisa. I don't think it gets any better than that. Focus on that, folks. Everything else that could be in the dark, everything else that could be around us, and the, what true horrors those will be. We'll get to those as we get more light around us. But let's focus on what we have. Uh, be, and also be thankful for those around us that also recognize that we're standing in that light now. So, but uh, big, 
big shout out to you, Lisa, for co-producing. Really appreciate that. Appreciate you uh, being here. Um, Big shout outs to our good friends, John Henry and Chris Graves, uh, who could not be here today, but uh, uh, we hope uh, Chris is resting up and uh, uh, he's our good friend. And uh, so are all of you out there in the chat. Thanks for being here today. Uh, Thanks to Harlan. Thanks to Tiger for stopping by. Um, And uh, we'll talk to you guys again next Friday. Um, And also we got like a two year anniversary coming up here and 100 episodes fastly approaching. We're going to have to have some kind of party. So uh, yeah, maybe I'll work on that. Yeah. I'm going to get to some people and see if we can just have like a, Big old panel of guests, uh, friends of all varieties, new friends and old. And uh, hopefully we can pull something like that off in the next couple of weeks for everybody out there. Appreciate everyone uh, listening today. Uh, Stay tuned, please, uh, for Angry Tiger and Greg Manorino coming up on TNP. Um, Until we meet again and until we are free, we are the new prisoners.